0: So this morning we're going to continue our sermon series, A Fire Inside. And and we're sort of at the place where we talked about the second chapter, where where the first chapter was sort of the historical understanding of of the the historical account of the followers of Jesus being baptized by the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. And last week what we started to do was we started this, what we're calling sort of like the second chapter, where, where we take it out of the historical context and we move it into our context today. That's great that that happened in history, but what does it mean for us today? And last week, we we began to see how how the Holy Spirit began to work through people further and further and further away from that that Acts chapter 2 moment. But today, what I want to talk about this morning is, is to move a little bit away from the specifics of the Holy Spirit but I want to talk to us today about our part to play in this, because because we have a part. If, if we want the Holy Spirit to come and work in us, if we want God to come and work in us and and through us, we actually have a part to play in that. See, see, we're not we're not just bystanders in the process. We're not just left with. I, I was. Just doing something, and I don't know what happened, but God came and used me. But there, there, there are things about how we understand ourselves and how we understand the world that shape us and allow for God to use us. Scripture actually tells us this. In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, it will say, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. That, that, that what that verse tells us is that God is looking for people to use. God, the eyes, different versions will say, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro across the world, looking for those whose hearts are committed to him. That God is looking for people whose hearts are in the right place. And this will say that to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. And so what that tells us, Jesus is looking for people to use. God is looking for people to use. The Holy Spirit is looking for people to use. Jesus will tell a story that helps us see this. In, in Mark chapter 4, Jesus will say, listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seeds, some fell along the path, and, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where, where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came out, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which which grew up and choked the plant so that it did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and grew and produced a crop, some multiplying 30, 60, some 100 times. Then Jesus says, whoever has hear- ears to hear, let them hear. Now, the intention of this story was never to be about gardening. It wasn't like a how-to sort of HGTV special where Jesus was teaching about how, how to garden well. The point was it was a story. It was, it was called a parable. It's like a metaphor for our lives where, where we, if we want to see God work in it, work in our lives... We need to have a heart that is good ground for the word of God to come and work in. That that if if our hearts aren't ready to receive, we're going to have a tough time receiving. And and God isn't going to force his way in. He's not going to force his way through our hearts. If if we're not ready to receive, God is going to have a hard time working through us. And what this tells us is that, that we need to have hearts that are ready to receive from God, that God's looking for people whose hearts are in the right place to use and to work through. And so we need to ensure that that our hearts are where they need to be. And so this morning, what I want to do with our time together this morning is I want to talk to us about four places in our lives, in our hearts, that, that may be obstacles for God working in your life that, that may be places where, where maybe not all of these, maybe some of these, maybe one of these in particular might poke you a little bit where it hurts because these are, these are places in all of our lives where it's easy for us to have bad ground. It's easy for us to have a bad heart because there's simple ways that, that we can uh, uh, allow our hearts to to not be what they should be, because in some ways it actually kind of makes sense. But this morning I want to talk to you about four places where, where you can do an inventory of your life and say, is my heart good ground? And so the first place that we're going to talk about this morning, the first condition of our heart that we want to make sure is true for our hearts and true for our lives as we look to say, God, I want more. I want your Holy Spirit to come and work in me. The first place that we need to make sure that our heart is in the right place is that we need to want or we have to want the Holy Spirit. We actually have to want that. And not just like the platitude statement that we know the right answer is to say, God, I want more of you. We know that the right thing to say is like, of course I want more of God in my life. But it's not enough to just say it. It's not enough for me to say it and for, for Troy to say, that Brad's got the right heart. But I actually have to mean it internally. In fact, the Bible will say this in First Corinthians chapter 14. It will say, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire the gifts of the Spirit. Eagerly desire. That that means something. One of the, the quirks in my relationship with my wife that we, we've had to work through, and we laugh about this all the time, is, is sometimes I can be... Uh, i don 't know what the right word would be, sometimes I can be a little bit um soft on giving praise well, Yvonne will ask how how something is it was, it was pretty good How was the soup I made for you? It was pretty good and and i don't mean that like in a derisive way. I mean it was pretty good it, it, it not bad and and she'll say well what do you mean not bad i mean like it it wasn't bad which is a good thing. I, I, I didn't say it was bad. I said it was not bad. But maybe I don't eagerly praise sometimes the way that, that I should. And Paul will tell us that we are to eagerly desire the, that we're not just supposed to know the right answer, but that, that it's actually supposed to be like welling up inside. Of, we are eagerly... To, to, to want the things of the Spirit. That means that we're not meant to be passive receivers. Uh, okay, I suppose. I mean, I guess it's what the right thing to do is. All right, God. I suppose, God, if you want to do something, okay. Um, it means that we're not meant to be scared or anxious or afraid. Uh, this is kind of weird. Maybe I don't want that. That, that, that seems weird to me. Let's, let's leave that one out. Or, or the whole thing just seem. you mean, I, that, that sounds, I'm, I'm gonna pray for people and, and I, I'm gonna, gonna have a word from the Lord for people or, or God might wanna do a miracle through. But the first thing that we have to understand where, where we want our hearts to, to be good ground is that we actually have to want the Holy Spirit. Because truthfully, for many of us, this is a place where we can struggle a lot. Do I really, truly want this? Do I really want to be used by God? Do I really want to have the Holy Spirit come and work through me? Or do I just kind of want things where God doesn't ask much of me and God doesn't do much of me, but I know the right answers and so it makes me feel good? But if we want God to work through us, I know it sounds rudimentary, but for, I think for all of us in places in our lives, the first thing we have to say is, I actually really want that. That that's where we begin with. The second thing that... that We have to come to terms with if we want the Holy Spirit to work through us. The second thing that we have to know and understand is that the work of the Holy Spirit in us isn't about us. We need to understand that that the gifts of the Spirit, when God works through us, it's not meant to be about us. Paul will write in 1 Corinthians 12, he will say, Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. And so what that means is that when the Holy Spirit works through you, it's not about you. And probably it's not even for you. That that if the Holy Spirit is working through me... It's going to be for someone else. That the the word of wisdom that God has deposited in my life. It's probably a word of wisdom for someone else. That if I'm meant to pray for a miracle. It's to pray for a miracle in someone else's life. That if I'm meant to to work heal. if, If God is going to heal someone through me. It's probably not me. It's probably someone else but sometimes we say God come and do whatever you want through me as long as I don't have to talk to someone else God come and work in me as long as I don't have to have anyone else involved God do whatever it is that you want to do through me as long as it's just, as long as it's just between me and you God, I don't want to involve anybody. I'm introverted. I'm not a people person. I don't like to to be on display. I don't don't like other people. I, I don't want to interact like that. When we invite God to come and work through us, we're inviting God to come and use us and he uses us, as Paul said, for the common good. That it's good for someone else. But here's the wonderful part of that. The way that God is using someone else is for you. That that the way that, that I may not be used for me, that may not be who, what God, God hasn't called me to be used for me and me alone. God has called me to be used for you, but God has called you to be used for me. And so this common good is that nobody gets left out. And it's not somehow, well, if God doesn't use me for me, then who is God going to use? All of you. We're all called to work for each other. And so that's the beautiful thing about community. And part of the reason why God has called us to community is that I'm not solely and completely responsible for me. Y'all are. But it's true the other way for, for all of us is, is we are called to live our lives out of the common good for each other. That God has called you to perform miracles in my life. And he's called me to perform miracles in your life. But we have to get through this idea that like, but I, does that mean I have to talk to someone else? Yes. Does that mean I'm going to have to go to someone and say, can I pray for you? Yes. What if I don't really want to do that? That's what we're talking about this morning. That that we have to come to an understanding that, that in order for the Holy Spirit to work through us, it's going to involve other people. The third thing that I want to talk about this morning, that we need to to have in our lives that we need to make sure of in our lives if we want to be good ground for God to work. Next week, uh, Pastor Lori's going to be sharing with us about how to, how to use the gifts of the Spirit, and we're going to have a time at the end where we're going to be praying for you to receive the gift of the Spirit, to receive the Holy Spirit, and to allow these gifts to begin to work through you. And the third thing that our heart and our lives need to have in the right place is that we need to be available to the Holy Spirit. Now that can sound obvious. God, I want you to work in my life means that I need to provide space for the Holy Spirit to work in our lives. But much like wanting to be used by God and much like Involving other people in the process. This can be a place where we unintentionally put up a barrier between us and God. It's one thing to want God to work in my life, but it's a whole other thing to actually make space for it. It's a whole other thing to actually give God room in my life. Saying, God, I want you to move in my life but you better get on it because I got stuff to do. God, I want you to move in my life, but you're going to have to squeeze it in because I only have a few minutes between my 11.30 and my, my 12.30 appointments. God, I, I've got a five-minute window here where, where I'm unbudgeted for. God, if you could use me in that time, that would be great because otherwise I don't really have time for you in my schedule. But, but how do we actually carry out being available to God. Well, what does that look like? Does it simply mean volunteering more or giving more at the church or reading your Bible more? No. It can include those things, but but it's much bigger than that. It's a recognition and an understanding that, that we submit our time and our talents and our resources to God. It means taking steps in obedience, even when it costs us. It means putting God's way of living as a priority over our own desires. It means living with the knowledge that as a Christ follower, you are not your own. Paul tells us this again in 1 first, first Corinthians chapter 6. He will say, do you know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit? What an amazing promise. That, that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you? Pastor Matt talked about that. Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. And he'll go on to say, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. We, when we live solely for ourselves, we are not submitting to god's lordship in our life we may be recognizing him as our savior but not as our lord that that he's not over he may have saved me but he's not in charge of me that that's where we can fall that we need to recognize that in order for us to to live our lives for god to to understand that we are not our own that means that we need to open up our lives and say, God, whatever I've got going on, it's secondary to what you want to do through me. That I'm not going to be too busy for you. And in moments where it may seem like I'm too busy for you, God, I want you to know in those moments I'm available. And being willing to to submit to whatever we're doing to God. And the last thing that I want to talk to us about today, about this area, areas in our lives where, where maybe we've unintentionally put up these barriers that make us not great ground, or, or areas in our lives that maybe we can grow in to make our lives better ground, is that we need to choose God's choice for us. Forty years after wandering in the wilderness, the children of Israel stood at the threshold of their new homeland, And Joshua, their leader, issues issues them this challenging choice. He will say in verse 14 of Joshua chapter 24, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all your faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But listen to verse verse 15 and let's, let's think about this for a moment. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. And then Joshua makes this declaration, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. If serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, what a phrase that as good Christian people, we would never want a cop to. If I was to, show a hands, who thinks serving the Lord is undesirable? No one's going to raise their hand. Are you crazy? We're in church. You can't, you can't do that here. We all know the right answer to that question. But much like the other things we've been talking about this morning, we actually have to choose the things of God. God, whatever you want from me, I am yours. Wait, you want me to do what now? Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't read the terms and conditions of this. Uh, When I said I would do whatever it is that you want me to do, I didn't mean this, that, this, that, this or that or this or that. Whoa, 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 you are way going beyond your scope of authority. We don't always do that. But friends, we do that. But when God's searching for people he can use... He's looking for those whose hearts resonate with, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Even when serving the Lord seems undesirable, we will serve the Lord. God. We will choose God's choice for us no matter where it leads us. We've come back over and over again. As we spent the last month looking at this idea that the Holy Spirit is a gift. A gift that each one of us has been given. But even in the receiving of this gift, we have a responsibility to receive it well. And use it well. As I said next week, Pastor Lori is going to be talking to us about how we're to use this gift well. But the process begins with us having our hearts in the right place. And as a result, even in the midst of of a busy Thursday, while running errands, or in back-to-back meetings, His joy shines as bright as the morning sun. He gives us peace in the chaos, even in unexpected hardships. And so today, my prayer is that you and I will desire more of the Holy Spirit in our lives when we trust, delight, and commit to the Lord we can find peace in his plan, peace in his plan, and be people that God wants to use. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you that your word will tell us that, that you are searching for people to use, that you are searching for lives and hearts that are good ground to be used by you. And so God, my, my simple prayer for each one of us, God. May we be good ground. May we be people that as your eyes are searching to and fro, are looking for someone to use. God, may you say, there's Sam. I can use him. There's Brandon. I can use him. There's Isabel. I can use him. There's Steve. I can use him. There's Troy. I can use him. There's Justin. I can use him. There is Reginald. I can use him. There is a church full of people there that I can use. God, may we be people whose hearts are in the right place for you to use. May may we want to be used by you. And not just because it's the right thing, but because it's the cry of our hearts. God, may, may we be willing to step out of ourselves and step out of our shelves and be willing to be used by you, even if it means putting us in a place where we feel uncomfortable. God, may we find space in our lives to be used by you. And God, even if it seems undesirable for us, may the cry of our heart be as for me and my house. I will serve the Lord. God, may we be a people whose hearts and lives are good ground to be used by you today. God, we want more of you and God, make us into people who can receive more of you. In your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: A of force and moments, conjuring up emotions, put your name on it.
0: Thanks again for being a part of this message from Hillside Church. We pray that God was able to speak to you through what was shared. We're so grateful to be able to share God's word with our church community and family, and that includes you and we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at hillsideairdry. You can contact us through email at info at hillsideairdry.ca or you can go to hillsideairdry.ca and click on contact us from the main menu. Or you can find our pastoral team contact by clicking on Our Pastors from the Our Church drop-down menu. Our vision for everyone that shares in Hillside Church is that they would know God, know His hope, know His purpose, and know His power in their lives. And we pray this message ministered to you. At Hillside Church, we're a family not by blood, but a family that's been bought by blood. As family we go.
1: best and bright. Ironically, stage is where we hide. Lord, we need You. God, we can't do what only You do. Holy Spirit.